Wondery Plus subscribers can listen to the CBS Evening News ad-free right now. Join Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. This spring, if you'd rather spend time enjoying your lawn instead of trying to keep it alive, there's good news. True Green is the easiest and most affordable way to get a beautiful lawn. All you have to do is water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and even some things you might not even think of. They'll do all of it, while you can do literally anything else. With True Green, you can have your lawn looking as good as a putting green. That's not hyperbole. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. True Green offers a satisfaction guarantee, and they have a verified best price promise, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people guaranteed. This episode is brought in part to you by Audible, your go-to destination for thrilling audio entertainment. Whether you're looking for a hair-raising experience to enjoy while you're on the move or eager to dive into sinister and shocking tales, Audible has an exclusive collection of thrillers from best-selling authors that will keep you on the edge of your seat. Like James Patterson's first audio-only thriller, The Coldest Case. Experience stories like never before, where every chilling detail is brought to life by captivating sound design. Plus, as an Audible member, choose one title a month to make yours forever. And now, new members can try Audible free for 30 days. Just visit audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. That's audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. Tonight, a community shattered as we learn new details about the swift police response and the shooter who killed three kids and three adults at a private Christian school in Nashville. Here are tonight's headlines. Let's go. I need three. Tonight, the hero officers as we see body camera footage and the surveillance video for the first time. Plus, police reveal the parents didn't know about the shooter's arsenal in their own home. Audrey bought seven firearms legally. And Nashville in mourning. The worst nightmare you can imagine. Millions of Americans coast to coast bracing for a new powerful storm system. Sources tell CBS News a judge ruled that former Vice President Mike Pence must testify before a federal grand jury investigating January 6th. Officials pinpoint the cause of a fire that killed more than three dozen men at a migrant detention center in Mexico. A CBS News investigation, female athletes are more likely to suffer concussions. So why is there so little research? Do you think enough is known about concussions in women's sports? Absolutely not. And during this final week of Women's History Month, the inspiring life of a civil rights icon. I thought my life was at an end, but a new life was just a beginning. Good evening, and thank you for joining us on this Tuesday night. Nashville and the rest of the nation are heartbroken over that deadly mass shooting at an elementary school. Tonight, we are learning new details about the victims. One of the nine-year-olds, Evelyn Dykes, described by her family as a shining light. 
Among the adults killed yesterday, the head of the Covenant School. A student told our Nashville affiliate that Catherine Kuntz was a champion of students who made sure no child was left behind. President Biden ordered the flags to be flown at half-staff for the rest of the month. Police say the school and church were targeted, but the individual victims were not. And as investigators still search for a motive, we did learn today that Audrey Hale legally stockpiled seven weapons in her family's home beginning in October 2020. The police chief also revealing the shooter was under a doctor's care and the parents thought the shooter should not own weapons, bringing to the forefront a nationwide conversation about red flag laws. CBS's Janet Chamlin is going to start us off tonight from Nashville. Good evening, Janet. Nora, good evening to you. We have new information about this attack tonight. We have learned that the shooter, who was under medical care for an emotional disorder, legally purchased seven firearms. They were hiding in their home, three of which were used in the school. Also, Nashville police have now released body cam footage of those officers stopping the attack. And a note of caution here. The video is graphic. These are the moments Nashville police responded to the call of an active shooter. With a teacher's guidance and without hesitation. It's upstairs. It sounds like it's upstairs. Taking out the shooter with a burst of shots just minutes after entering the school and 14 minutes from the first 911 call. Shots fired, shots fired, shots fired, move. Likely preventing further loss of life. They are Rex Engelbert and Michael Colazzo, two of five officers who responded. I was really impressed that with all that was going on, the danger that somebody took control and said, let's go, let's go, let's go, and went in. Nashville police also released haunting surveillance video from inside the private Christian school. As the shooter gains access by firing on locked glass doors, then walking hallways armed with two assault-style weapons and a handgun, shooting at officers' cars from a second-floor window. Police say the shooter is 28-year-old Audrey Hale, a former student who had a map of the school and a drawing of how to enter. The shooter did send an old friend an ominous message on social media just before the shooting. Just unbelievable. That's speechless. Like, um, when I initially received it, I was, I, I, you know, I responded in comfort. And then I screenshotted to my dad and I was like, uh, do I need to say something? She did alert authorities, but it was too late. As flags flew at half-staff today in Nashville and across the country, we're learning more about the six victims. Nine-year-olds Evelyn Dykehouse, William Kinney, and Hallie Scruggs, the daughter of Covenant Presbyterian's lead pastor. Teacher Cynthia Peake, custodian Mike Hill, a father of seven who's worked at Covenant for more than a decade, and the head of the school, Catherine Kuntz. Everybody says this. Trisha Drake is a former colleague. That you don't think it's real until it comes to your town. And it is devastating. And it's, it's heartbreaking. And I hope this is the last one, but I think we all know it's, it probably won't be. At the school's entrance tonight, a growing symbol of heartache. The flowers and remembrances that have come to mark the aftermath of every school shooting. And the recurring question, how to stop it. And I think there's things our government and leaders need to be doing right now to prevent this from happening. 
tonight. Police say they have interviewed the shooter's parents and they are combing through the writings left behind, but have not learned a motive for the carnage left behind. Nora. So painful to hear. Janet Shamlian, thank you. There is one thing that nearly every mass shooting in recent history has in common, and that's the kind of weapon used in the attacks, an assault-style weapon. The same holds true for yesterday's shooting. And CBS's Jeff Begays has more. The Nashville school shooting hit home for Lee Evans, principal of Magruder High School in Rockville, Maryland. Does a school community ever get over something like that? I, I don't think so. Last year, one teenage student shot another in the bathroom of this school, a shock for many of the 1,600-plus students. What is the most important aspect of security, specifically? Prevention. How do you prevent it? You know what the evils of society can bring. So you do everything you possibly can to educate you know, people who are vulnerable. The Tennessee school shooting is the 13th so far this year, among 376 since Columbine in 1999. More children now die from gun deaths than car accidents. Today, President Biden once again called on Congress to pass a ban on assault weapons. The last time we passed this all was then, violent shootings went down. Mass shootings went down. The ban expired in 2004, and in the decade after, one study found mass shooting deaths went up nearly five-fold. Calls for the ban to be reinstated have been stymied by the gun lobby and mostly Republican opposition. Tennessee Republican Andy Ogles posted this Christmas card on Facebook in 2021. His GOP colleague Tim Burchett said this after the Nashville shooting. We're not going to fix it. Criminals are going to be criminals. Today, the Senate chaplain prayed for senators to end what he called paralysis on the issue. When babies die at a church school, it is time for us to move beyond thoughts and prayers. President Biden was asked today why he continues to call for an assault weapons ban. He said to expose the people who refuse to take action. Washington's inaction comes at a time when a clear majority of mass shootings involving assault weapons are resulting in a higher death toll, on average four or more deaths. Yeah, I read that a pediatric trauma surgeon in Nashville that treated some of these victims said that wounds from these kinds of firearms are, quote, Almost unsurvivable. Jeff Begays, thank you. I want to turn now to a major development, one of the federal investigations into former President Donald Trump. A federal judge late today ordered that former Vice President Mike Pence will have to testify in front of a grand jury about Trump's efforts to try to overturn the 2020 election. CBS's Robert Costa has more. A major ruling with potentially historic consequences. Sources say former Vice President Mike Pence has been ordered to provide testimony to special counsel Jack Smith's grand jury about any illegal acts committed by former President Trump. And that private exchanges between Trump and Pence are not off limits. Prosecutors are focused on conversations the two men had in the days before and on January 6th. It's hard to imagine a more important witness than the vice president himself telling a grand jury and potentially a jury if there were an indictment about what the president was doing on January 6th. What did he say? What were the plans that he communicated to the vice president or to others in the presence of the vice president? 
Trump's lawyers had tried to block Pence from testifying. Pence, too, had argued he shouldn't have to testify because of his constitutional role in the legislative branch. The notion of, of uh, compelling a former vice president to appear in court to testify against the president with whom they served is unprecedented, but I also believe it's unconstitutional. Sources close to the investigation also say the special counsel could be building a conspiracy case against Trump and his allies, with a focus on a possible plan to obstruct an official congressional proceeding. Meanwhile, here in New York, the grand jury investigating Trump and hush money payments now might not meet for the rest of this week, prolonging a decision on a possible Trump indictment. Nora. Robert Costa with those new details. Thank you so much. Tonight, a second bomb cyclone in the last two weeks is battering California. Torrential rains and strong winds are slamming coastal communities while heavy snow is falling in the Sierra. That same storm will bring severe weather to seven states later this week, including possible tornadoes from Iowa to Mississippi. CBS News has learned that the U.S. border officials are planning to allow migrants injured in a horrific fire Monday night at an immigration facility in Mexico to enter the U.S. for medical treatment. At least 39 were killed and 28 others injured in the fire at a holding facility in Juarez that's across the border from El Paso, Texas. Mexico's president says the fire was set intentionally after the men learned that they were going to be deported. Turning out of the war in Ukraine, Russia attacked Kyiv overnight with more than a dozen Iranian-made drones. Ukraine says all but one were shot down. And it comes as we learn that the front lines were fortified with new tanks. And that's where CBS's Remy Innocencio is tonight. Ask and receive. Ukraine hyped the first British and German tanks to arrive. Marvelous. Britain matching the publicity. Ukrainian soldiers trained in the UK the past several weeks. Far from any spin and hulls of power, these walls of dirt are the homes of Ukraine's 209th Battalion serving in the Kharkiv region. On the border, the zero line with Russia. Weary soldiers watching the tree line waiting for movement. More trenches you have, uh, more life you will save. Their commander's call sign is Lynx. How concerned, how fearful are you that this might escalate to nuclear war? I think uh, they don't use nuclear weapons because if uh, they do this, uh, it's uh, a worse uh, end for Russian. Soldiers rotate in for three to five days, enjoying few human comforts, save for resting in close quarters and keeping warm through nights that still dip below freezing. The 209th has crisscrossed Ukraine, fighting Russia's forces, how did Russia's invasion change your opinions about Russia? I used to think they were my brothers. I have relatives in Russia, but the invasion changed it all, says this sergeant. With an expected Ukrainian counteroffensive, this relative quiet may be the last days before the next storm. And as British and German tanks have just arrived, Ukrainian soldiers told us that they are now looking forward to U.S. Abrams tanks to arrive, too. They thanked President Biden, but they also said they need more weapons faster. Nora? Ramey Innocencio, thank you so much. Let's turn now to a CBS News investigation. When it comes to disparities between men's and women's sports, the gender gap goes far beyond training facilities and pay. It also includes 
includes research about injured players. CBS's Nikki Batiste found the vast majority of medical research about athletic concussions is solely based on men, which may be leaving women without the care they need. When this University of Connecticut point guard took a tough hit in December, her concussion silenced the crowd. A little bit of blood in her mouth, you can see. And while the popularity of women's sports continues to rise, we spoke with female athletes who found a sports world unprepared for the unique impacts of concussions on women. Growing up, what were your volleyball hopes and dreams? Without a doubt, an Olympic gold medal. Haley Hodson excelled as a star player at Stanford, but suffered a concussion at practice during what was called the courage drill. Keep your face in it. It really felt like target practice, and I was the target. Haley says less than two weeks later, she took another ball to the head in almost the same spot. She definitely had to feel that one. The rest of the season is frankly a blur. It was so far beyond, like pain or like a sadness. I was like, I'm not functional. Research shows that reports of concussions among young female athletes have tripled in the last 20 years. Meanwhile, 80% of sports concussion research has focused on men. It's not always the obvious instances that you see where a concussion occurs. Brianna Scurry won Olympic gold in both Athens and Atlanta for the U.S. women's soccer team. She says that it was this knee directly to her temple that sent her career and her life into a tailspin. So I had these headaches that were streaming from behind my left ear every day for three years. Do you think enough is known about concussions in women's sports? Absolutely not. Your daughter is more likely to get a concussion playing soccer than your son is. But 80% of the data is from male patients who are more like your son. Chris DeLaro's study last year reported women are more likely to receive a concussion than male athletes playing the same sport. If we're going to take care of our athletes, we need the information to equip all of our physicians, our coaches, our administrators to make sure that they feel empowered to take care of their own brains. Nikki Batiste, CBS News, New York. There's a major twist tonight in a murder case that was featured in a hit podcast. We'll have the details next. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. Tonight, another twist in the case of Adnan Syed, which was documented in the hit podcast Serial. An appellate court in Maryland today reinstated Syed's conviction for the murder of his ex-girlfriend back in 1999. Syed was freed last year after a judge ruled that prosecutors failed to properly share evidence during his trial. But the appellate court reversed that ruling today, saying the victim's family wasn't given enough notice to attend the hearing. 
It's unclear whether Syed will have to return to prison until there's a new hearing in the case. There's another big auto recall in the U.S. involving more than 300,000 cars. What you need to know next. Now this consumer alert, Honda is recalling more than 330,000 vehicles because the side view mirrors could fall out and increase the risk of a crash. Impacted vehicles include recent model years of the Honda Odyssey minivan, Passport, and Pilot SUVs and Ridgeline pickups. Honda says it will replace those mirrors free of charge. The widow of civil rights activist Medgar Evers and her message of love, that's next. Welcome to Fail Better, David Duchovny's new podcast with Lemonada Media. On Fail Better, David, who has experienced both low- and high-profile failures throughout his life, explores the vast world of failure, how it holds us back, propels us forward, and ultimately shapes our lives. Each week, he'll chat with guests like Ben Stiller, Bette Midler, and more about how our perceived failures have actually been our biggest catalysts for growth, revelation, and even healing. Through these conversations, he hopes listeners can learn how to embrace the opportunity of failure and fail better together. Fail Better is out now wherever you get your podcasts. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Finally tonight, a story about keeping a promise and living a long, fulfilling life. As we celebrate Women's History Month, CBS's Elise Preston talks with civil rights activist Merle Evers-Williams about her incredible journey. Merle Evers-Williams says she's never lived a day of her 90 years without love, but she has undoubtedly battled hate. She's the widow of the late Megger Evers. Together, they fought racial injustice in Mississippi. Our fear of losing each other was real. These June 1963 photos were taken after an assassin's bullet struck and killed her husband. There was a love of my life shot by the door of his car. She promised her late husband if anything happened, she and their children would move to California. I was determined to see that my husband's life would not be in vain. A mission that started with Evers-Williams earning a college degree in 1968. Was this safety for you? I never felt safe anywhere. Mm. But Pomona College was the safest place that I knew of. That safe space will now be home to her personal archival collection. Newspapers, handwritten letters, priceless photos, all showing a life lived. Evers-Williams remarried, became chairwoman of the NAACP, ran for Congress, and became the first woman to deliver the invocation at a presidential inauguration. Every detail saved, every moment a lesson to future generations. To see if they can search those pages and find hidden solutions to the problems that we have today. To realize that there is hope for all of us to do better. Elise Preston, CBS News, Claremont, California. 
We will remember her wise words. And that is tonight's CBS Evening News. I'm Nora O'Donnell. Good night. If you like the CBS Evening News, you can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. Prime members can listen ad-free on Amazon Music. Before you go, tell us about yourself by filling out a short survey at Wondery.com survey. Survivor's back and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast. And we have a twist, a new co-host, the winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares. Hi! Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcasts.